This is Zips Unlimited, a show about the University of Akron, its programs, its people, and its community. Zips Unlimited is produced by WZIP-FM. Hello and welcome to another episode of Zips Unlimited. My name is Chris Kepler. I'm the general manager here at WZIP. And today we're going to be talking, actually, it's kind of, I always say this, we're doing something different today. But this time it really is different <laughs> because we're, we're going to talk about a different set of call letters, call letters being something like WZIP. We're going to talk about W-E-Y-E today, and there's a specific reason for that. There has been a connection uh, between the radio reading service uh, and WZIP slash the University of Akron, as Dave Binkley and I were talking about off mic for literally over 30 years, mm-hmm. uh, we, we've found a way that we can partner, and it really helps a lot of people. Dave Binkley happens to be the manager of Radio Reading Service. That's through Goodwill Industries of Akron. Welcome. Well, thank Welcome you. Welcome to Zips it's, Unlimited. It's always and, good to come back home to the University of Akron here. A little different studio, a little, yeah. di- little different equipment, but uh, uh, still in a way, it's still a bit of a home. I spent a lot of my misspent youth here, so. Okay. <laughs> As did many you say, of us did. Were you a communication major communication or something else? Major, okay. yeah. yeah. And what did you do? I mean, I, I know what you do right now. Have Did you have other parts of your career, or has this always been your career? Oh, you know, I've, I've gone through hobbies and a lot of different things uh, with podcasts and with uh, uh, community TV shows and things like that. But mm-hmm. as far as career, actually, I, I kind of left the field, went into restaurant management for a while before I, I got the opportunity to come. I, although I always had volunteered, I started actually in 1979 as a senior in high school, okay. uh, volunteering for uh, the service. And uh, I didn't do real, I'm dyslexic, which I didn't know until I had my youngest son, but I always had some trouble reading. Now, okay. doing what we do has certainly taught me to do a better job at that. But um, first time I came in, they had me read something, and I knew it was awful. The second t- so we're going to make our own program. My brother was with me, and a friend, Todd Puster, came in, and we brought in with us a, a square dance turntable, a eight-track player, a cassette player, which we hooked into this poor little Sony uh, a reel-to-reel recorder, <laughs> and we put together an hour program. Um, and when we were done there, the station manager probably had to be pretty curious as she came in and we played a little bit of four. She looked at it, and she looked at the eight-track, and she looked at the cassette, and she looked at the turntable, and she looked at me, and she said, you're going to be my engineer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it kind of started, and it's been since 1979, I've been uh, associated with the Radio Reading Service for the Blind. Well, let's talk about what that means, a Radio Reading Service for the Blind. Yeah, anyone who is uh, uh, has a, a reading impairment as well as uh, a blindness, uh, or uh, you don't even have to be sight impaired. You don't have to be blind, uh, but at least sight impaired, or even people who are severely dyslexic, which would be even more than myself, or people who can't hold reading material. Somebody, maybe they had a stroke or uh, they have MS or something, can't really hold reading material. That gives them the opportunity to have access to everything that you and I have as sighted individuals uh, that uh, that we can provide anyway. And and we do a a great deal. We spend uh, a, a lot of time with the Beacon Journal. Believe me, we still somehow find lots of things to dig out from there. Uh, we, we spend time, uh, three hours a week with the Wall Street Journal. We spend two and a half hours a week with the Christian Science Monitor. And uh, a lot of the locals, like the Record Courier, the Daily Record, the uh, uh, Times Reporter, and the uh, uh, Mansfield News Journal, 
So we spend a half an hour, try to spend a half an hour a day, Monday through Friday with that as well. And when you say you're spending time with them, that's like that literally reading l- reading stories articles, out of the newspapers. Reading and... articles from there. We do take the time to organize it so that our readers, and, and in this case, most of our local newspapers like that, per se, uh, we organize that, put in a PDF, send to our volunteers at home. They read that and send back the file. We levelize it and, and uh, put it in, into the, the, the playlist. And so we, when you're spending time with it, we're actually reading the articles. And as always, except for the Beacon, which is a two-hour broadcast, we start the second hour with the death notices. But all the other ones, we start off with the daily death notices because that's one of the biggest reasons people like to tune into their mm-hmm. local newspapers is, sure. is to find out who they outlived this week yeah. or today <laughs> or whatever the case is. And uh, it, it's been... A sad challenge since the, the recent changes in the beacon that before there were many more and they were in alphabetical order, but now there's big and they're not in order. And and so it's a little more difficult. They really have to listen through the entire death notices, but then there aren't as many as there were either. So I think the price must have jumped up considerably mm-hmm. with their new format. And a lot of people just don't put it in the beacon anymore. Right. That's a, it is a shame. I mean, so well, many they're shared through social media through. a lot of times. Yes. And you yes. kind of leave it at that. So, yeah. and that's nice for a lot of people, but, um, it's not going to reach everybody. So. No, we're trying, we're trying to, we're trying to make everybody as informed as they possibly can, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean we don't have some entertainment programs every night at nine o'clock. They have old radio broadcasts. We had, you know, uh, Chuck Cacuzzi who recently passed away was a big, fan of ours and he told me you know Dave for one hour every day you give me my site back and that's what with the old radio programs because it's all it be certainly theater of the mind mm-hmm. is something that helps them out but we have a program on uh, Saturday morning called the blind handyman some guys out of Texas they're all sight impaired uh, and all of them have been since birth and they build repair and mend with the blind in mind so here are blind guys playing around with power tools I don't do so well with that myself sometimes, but here are these guys. They just go away, and they're telling you what to do. We have a, a Cooking in the Dark program, which one of the participants is uh, is blind, and she tells the recipes and how she does it and the tools that she uses to be able to cook things to the proper length and heat and everything else. Talking thermometers, all kinds of things that, that, that speak to our, uh, our listeners. And uh, we have... Some things we have a little bit of science fiction. We have uh, Fate Magazine, which is uh, uh, questionable stuff, but maybe not as questionable as the National Choir. Uh, <laughs> but you know, people who have sightings and things, and they have they have a lot of history behind things as well. But uh, National Geographic and and all kinds of information that again that is available to you and I mm-hmm. uh, that just isn't available to them. It just becomes less and less, especially with less print out there. And you have to go more and more to uh, getting things offline. Right. Um, that shuts out a lot of people. But I know that you and I, when we get to that point where we're losing sites and stuff, we have something called this uh, smartphone here. Mm-hmm. And whether it's Apple or, or Android, whatever you have, there's so many great tools with that. And we aren't going to give up our technology. And so we'll still have access to certain things. But uh, as... It's hard to take people, in. I've kind of complained to the Beacon about this, some of the things they keep doing, they keep leaving our, our seniors behind. You know, my parents, who uh, are, are both passed away now, but they no more could go online to do these things without my help than, than, uh, uh, than I could 
go back to 69 and join uh, Neil Armstrong on the moon. Right. So, you know, it's a, a very difficult. So that's why there's still a need for the radios and what we do and what you help us mm-hmm. to achieve with, you know, uh, being our provider. Um, because these smartphones they are the radio of the future. My son, I don't know if he has a radio in his house. He's got he's got that, mm-hmm. and he gets whatever he wants to listen to or watch. That's sometimes his television, his radio, his entertainment, his game system, all wrapped into one little phone device there. And uh, uh, I don't think either one of my sons have a landline. You know, they've never had that. Mm-hmm. These are things that are. I've been into in, into some of our listeners' homes sometimes to deliver radio or to exchange one out or something, and. I'm not sure it's been a while since I've seen them, but, you know, I, I used to go in there. I used to still find rotary dials when the phones because they can count the, the holes yeah. when they dial out. Yeah. So, you know, it does uh, – uh, and because, you know, a calculator sometimes is different than the, the, the pin pad on the bank is the, the you know, whatever the, the, the pad is going to be that they're going to use. So it's a, a constant challenge for them to do that. That's why a radio that basically – it's one station and mm-hmm. an on and off button, you know, and that's why it's, uh, I think it's still And important. then we hear these things that you've been describing. Right. And there's, I believe, on the website, there's a, um, you know, a breakdown of exactly. We do, wenews.weebly.com. That way I can go in and, and change things. And actually we have a series of podcasts for those that are a little bit more tech savvy. They can go there and listen to it on their own time instead of what our scheduled time is. Mm-hmm. And they got, we have all of our local newspapers there from the Barberton Herald and all those other ones I mentioned uh, uh, that are local. And then we have a few other programs that are locally done that we slide on there as well. There's also an audio stream on there, which is uh, better than any of our SCA radios can ever get because you got a straight Internet stream. And so it just comes out that much. But the stream is there. The schedule is there. The podcasts are there. And uh, um, it does give people the opportunity if they're a little more tech-savvy, or having their family help them. Mm-hmm. They can get Because sometimes when people have heard their, you know, and it used to be uh, Bill Robinson would call, Dave, I, I missed that name. Could you go back and grab out the death notices and, and, and check on this name for me? Because I think that's somebody I know, you know. And uh, uh, we could, if I didn't throw it away already, uh, you know, we could go back, pull it out, and, and j- take a look for him. I mean, we, or now we could certainly pull up online to check for him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but by having that available with a family member, and that's the thing is, I understand that a lot of those at home who are sight impaired don't have the internet, but they have family members that do, or they have a smartphone because the smartphone, it can read coinage and tell you how much is there when you're paying somebody. It can give you step-by-step directions. Uh, it, it, can, it can read text to you and you can text back to somebody or emails to you and you email back to them uh, simply by voice. Um, so that is a great tool that, again, as you and I, uh, I say, I say you, I mean, this guy's 10 years younger than I am, but uh, as we approach the age, we might need some kind of helps. We're not going to give up our technology. We'll find ways to work around it. So this mm-hmm. is for those that are technically inclined and someday, like I said, it'll probably all be that way. Well, it's something really interesting that you, you brought up, you know, when we first sat down here a few minutes ago. Um, it's not just for people who are blind right. or sight impaired. I, it never occurred to me until you said it that 
you know, somebody who is, you know, dealing with MS or had yeah. a stroke or, you know, something like that, um, or dyslexia, I, I hadn't even thought about those kinds of things um, in relation to the radio reading service. Right. And when you said a minute ago that there's, you know, it's real easy, there's an on-off button, there's only one station. If somebody's listening right now to WZIP and saying, oh, I think I'll check that out, they can't just do that, no, right? We have right. to actually, right. they need to contact you. Right, because we're on an actual subcarrier. We're not an actual, unless you are a uh, ham operator, you, could, you can't tune us in. Uh, Probably not some, a lot of those left either. Uh, there are not a lot, but there are, you know, I'm working out at a, paint, a print shop once, and the guy said, yeah, I tuned you in the other night. I said, you're kidding, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, you can't. No, not a lot of them. Um, but, yeah, uh, the way to get the radios is, is through Goodwill. And uh, I, I guess yeah, we can start giving out numbers. We'll have to do it several times throughout. But uh, because because of the advancement in uh, what we do uh, everywhere, uh, we now have VOAP lines at, at Goodwill Industries, which effectively took away my direct phone line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what, what I have to do is they have to call a number then add the extension. So uh, let's, let's throw this out just because I'm, I'm sure we will, especially when we get a little closer to uh, talking about the volunteer needs. But, but it's 330-724-6995, and then there's an extension 224. I'm sorry, 224. Okay. And I'll make sure I repeat that again here at the end for sure. Right. Um, so somebody you know contacts you, they need a device, they probably have to, I don't know, Sort of prove they need it. Well, there, there is a right there. There's a form that we have that we can send to them, or they can come pick up, or family. Usually, it's a family member that's that's helping them do mm-hmm. this. It's online as well at the Goodwill Industries of Akron, uh, Goodwill Industries, Goodwill dot org, Goodwill and uh, you can go there under social services. You'll find us there, and there is a, a, a application there. And one of the things is if they already get the Talking Book program from the Library of Congress, which I think is basically through uh, some kind of library. You can get it through there. Or I think they work with you at the Blind Center here also. And uh, if you qualify for that and are already receiving it, technically there's just a box you check. You put your name, check that box, you're done. And, and actually, you don't even have to go through an eye specialist or a doctor because actually a librarian, a caregiver, a social worker, there's a great deal of, of variety, a nurse, they, they're all people who can sign off on that for you. It's not something that's extremely difficult to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are just, they don't have any certification, but they're their caregivers for their, their parents or their uncle or whatever. And that gives them the opportunity to be able to, to uh, get them signed up for the service. Um, let's remind our listeners, this is Zips Unlimited, 88.1 FM WZIP. My name is Chris Kepler, and I'm joined today by Dave Binkley. He's manager of Radio Reading Service for the Blind out of Goodwill Industries of Akron. And um, when you were talking about all the different uh, programming, mm-hmm. a lot of newspapers and some magazines and just some, some good old-fashioned radio dramas and yep, how-to yep. tutorials and things like that, um, somebody has to actually you know, read that stuff, right? We do. Who, who does it? Uh, you name it. We have a, a, a amazing group of volunteers. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the pandemic really hit us hard because, again, you know, most of our volunteers are seniors, and they shut things down. And we have some people that never came back, and in a, in a sense, almost almost never even 
left their house since the pandemic has hit. Mm-hmm. You know, they go out to get their groceries and they run back home again. You know, things like that. They, they just, uh, um, they haven't quite got used to the idea that the COVID is going to be around in one form or another. We will have to be careful, but learn to live with it as well. And we were, I mean, we were technically shut out from volunteers for half a year, except for those that could read at home. And, uh, and we do have some, we have, we have a great group of home readers and we have uh, several that, that now brave it in there. They came back and uh, maybe a couple new ones that, that come into the studio, but most of them are, are ones that we've had working before. Mm-hmm. So they have the option then to come into a studio at Goodwill? Yes. And, and record, or they can do it at home, I'm right. sure, with certain specifications. With things. certain, yeah. Uh, and, and just to make sure, I mean, because it is, it's, again, even here, uh, I'm holding my smartphone again. We have some people that record directly under the sm- smartphone, send it directly to my email, and then I take that and whatever format it's in, I can adjust it to the format that we use, levelize mm-hmm. it, and plug it in. So whether you record the end of our rooms, which recorded all a, a little bit different level as well as a control room or a phone or an internet source that we use. Uh, everything is basically levelized at the same level so that it hopefully keeps it a nice even keel when people are listening at home. They don't have to uh, go over between programs and raise it and lower it and raise it and lower it uh, like you used to do for the commercials on television. They're a little better now than it used to be. Mm-hmm. It used to be they'd pump up those commercials a yeah. little bit. So hopefully we're a little bit more. Though. You know, one of the fun things... Uh, you find out, you know, when you, when you're doing things like this. So one of the things we do, and have done for years and years, the grocery ads. Uh, yes, blind people keep eating even when they go blind. Uh, but um, what's funny is we got a call once, uh, and the lady called. I want to thank you for the way you do the groceries. This was years ago. We were back on Water Street, and so I'm glad you. Yeah, I says you read the grocery ads, and I know what's there, and I know about what it's going to cost. And by listening to you, I found out how much my daughter-in-law was ripping me off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, it just, uh, it's one of those fun little things. You know, uh, uh, Bill Robinson, before he passed, uh, Dan Tonelli does grocery ads for us. And uh, he didn't know what says. Well, you know, I don't know what you would always say. And, and Bill called in and said, man, you, you do this and this and this. And so from that time on, Bill was, uh, Dan was addressing him, we called him Tatered Bill. Hey, for Tater Bill, we got these uh, things. So, you know, he kind of personalized it for mm-hmm. one of our listeners, and uh, Bill got a heck of a kick out of that. So, mm. um, How many volunteers does it take to keep this, keep this all going? Um, we keep it going. We've got uh, a, a full-time staff of myself and a part-time staff, and that's it. Everything else is done by volunteers, and we end up doing enough reading that we, just to make sure we keep the schedule as much as we possibly can. Um, uh, right now, we've got between home and uh, between home and people coming in. At this point, we've got uh, right around forty-five active volunteers. Okay. Uh, at one point, we had close to hundred. Um, that was a while ago, but uh, and we actually have more staff and more full-time staff at that point. Could you use a hundred now? Uh, I. Uh, I would have to figure out how to, what the heck we're going to read all over again then if that, yeah. yeah. Well, 100 is, is a little rough, but I uh, certainly could use another. More than 45, though. Yeah, I could use another dozen or so if we had some there because, again, people have been listening to me for over 40 years. So, therefore, they got to be tired of me. <laughs> <laughs> but they're listening, so. <laughs> so, you know, I'd like them to get the different voices. And, 
the one thing we you know we do tell people make sure you, you tell them your name at least your first name because we're in our home 24 7 we're a 24 7 operation and uh so yeah even though it's automated we're 24 7 i said we spend more time in their homes than their family and friends do they want to know who's in there talking to them you know and, and again bill i because he was a con i think i don't know how many times a week he used to call me but he's like, Dave, who's that person on? So when we're on, I don't know, uh, like 2.30 in the morning, like uh, two or three or four days ago. I said, come on, Bill, you got to narrow it down <laughs> for me, you know. But um, they like to know who's in their home and who is it. And, and I said, talk to them like they're friends because they, we are their friends. We are their information. We're their friends. We're the companions. Sometimes people just have it on as, as background noise so they don't feel so alone that they hear voices and such. Uh, but the fact is, as you well know, you know, TV news isn't what it used to be. Radio news is almost non-existent, and the, even the local newspaper is, is, is small, is shrinking. It seems by the month, and uh, so by giving them information from the monitor, from the beacon, from their daily newspapers that wherever they may be in this area, from uh, the Wall Street Journal, from some we get some things in from New York Times and things like that. It really gives them they. Actually, I feel they have the opportunity to become more informed than the average Joe who's standing in the street mm -hmm. because nobody can afford to buy all those things. Right. You know, so, uh, and that's mostly what, yeah, we, we entertain a little bit. We try to have fun. We do the comics from the Beacon. Uh, Al and I do that. We do different voices and things like that in between. Say, yeah, that would be kind of hard to do. You have to put a, little, a lot of effort into that, I imagine, to uh, make it where it's still Well, funny. you know, we, we start off usually with about, 10 minutes of just jabbering the stupid stuff we've done in a week. And then we get into the comics, and in between each one, we throw in like a, a TV theme song, then right into the next comic and, and uh, kind of set it up and then run the voices with it mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So uh, um, it's, uh, uh, but again, that's it's a, a little bit of fun to go. We have a couple sports programs. One of them's live, the other one is live when we have to. Um, not that we can't, except that Tuesday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon is not really. My ideal time of wanting to be going live, but I do it, you know, when we have to, that kind of a thing. For people who do want to volunteer, um, what do they do? They need to have a certain kind of voice, or what qualifications do they need? To have? Not really. I mean, we have people who've been nothing more than the housewives come in and and read for us, but we've also had uh, a tremendous amount of retired teachers uh, because they're well, not ready to, to give up yet, yeah. and uh, all kinds of all kinds of different people. I have a guy who was a scientist. He's now retired, and he's reading for us. Uh, we have guys who are salesmen. You know, so uh, one of our guys, uh, you know, I think he's got a cot up in the back, Tom. He's a retired policeman. You know, so uh, there aren't any really particular qualifications. You will have to go through a background check uh, if you're coming into the studio. Uh, if people are going from home, you know, I have one that uh, uh, teaches up at the uh, Kent State, but up in uh, uh, up in Lake County or something, she's never been into the studio, so she doesn't need to, to have that. But she, you know, she again, we send her something, and she sends it back the the recording. Um, but so if you're going to be in the studio, you just have to go through a a, a basic background check, as you you do for for uh, the Red Cross anymore and for mm -hmm. Boy Scouts. You have to go through background checks for just about everything. And the problem is because where we are, we're in the heart of Goodwill Industries of Akron, where there's five different counties that we serve, and there's a lot of things we do inside the building 
which has some people who are vulnerable to being taken advantage of in one way or another. So they just want to make sure that everybody is in there is is safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's basically it, it. It doesn't sound like it, it is a huge time commitment for somebody who wanted to give a loan. Actually, for what I usually ask for most people, it's one hour once a week. Now, my home people have been doing it for, for when the pandemic hit, they expanded to like a half hour a day. Monday, I have two that do it half hour a day, Monday through Friday. One that does half hour a day, Monday through Thursday. Uh, you know, so we have, we have all varieties of people, but generally, especially when they come into the studio, I like to ask for one hour once a week, which is why you need the amount of people that is really helpful mm-hmm. to have. Yeah. And it's like anything else then, if it ends up being just a few people, then right. you have to do it all. Then you have to do it all and then you're yeah, just, <gasps> they get burned out and yeah. Um, yeah. And as far as it goes, you know, we kind of listen and value. I don't like to let people listen until they've been doing it for a while. Because, again, none of the, nearly none of these people are professionals. These are not people who have done it their whole lives. So I'm, I make them do it for about a month before we really start evaluating what they do. And there are some people that aren't quite as good at, at reading, but they're better at descriptive. So you can get them some, some things that have more where it's a little bit more descriptive at times than just, uh, uh, like the, again, like the grocery ads. Uh, Dan Tonelli, at one point in his life, he couldn't read at all. It was a brain uh, issue he had. And uh, so doing the grocery ads for him, this is item. I know what this is. I know what that price is. Here it is. And, you know, he kind of has, he has fun with it. Like I said, he was the one who called him Tater Bill, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tom does the other half. And, and uh, But, you know, there, there are a few things that are uh, sometimes a bit more descriptive than just straight reading. And that helps uh, uh, them feel a little better, a little stronger. And the fact is also, you can get better if you read aloud. And people who read a lot to themselves don't realize how different it is reading aloud. Yeah. So uh, they get a little uncomfortable, and but they uh, but they get over it. It becomes old hat before they before they realize it. Any idea how many people are utilizing the service? Like how many boxes are out there? It's. Um, I used to think that we had between eleven and twelve hundred for the beacon and the repeat. Uh, it's hard to tell because we really don't know. Some of these boxes are really old, but some of them are newer. So it's uh, really impossible to really give any kind of accurate reading, which is why it's harder to ask for grants for certain things because you really you know who you're serving, but you don't really know who you're serving. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, if we can help even just a few people or even just one person, what we do is, is well worth it because... You know, it it brings them back in the loop. And people say, well, why do you read television, things about television? Why do you read movie reviews and things like that? It says, well, what do people, when they get together, sighted people, when they get together, they talk about movies, they talk about sports, they talk about whatever. And at least if they've heard the review and they read, well, this, you know, but they do go to movies. They do watch television. You know, uh, uh, they can't see the television, but they can watch television. And they listen to it and they interpret what it is, and uh, because television is a lot of dialogue, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, let me give that phone number again. Uh, if you want to reach Dave Binkley, uh, perhaps you um, need one of those those special radios. Uh, you can call him. Also, if you're interested in volunteering, uh, you can call this phone number. It's three three zero seven two four 
6995 and you'll need to get extension 224. So 330-724-6995 extension 224. Or if the person answers, if Charlene answers, just say, send me to that crazy person in the radio room. <laughs> they'll, 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 she'll know exactly where to go. Zips Unlimited can be heard each Saturday at noon on 88.1 WZIP FM. Z-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-88-